Welcome to episode 286 of Coffee Pods and Wads. Whoop have launched their muscle strain update. Now you can track your strength sessions. And if you want, they have a vast library of athlete-led sessions in the app as well. This is added to their extensive range of health and recovery monitoring systems. They look at your HRV, your resting heart rate, your stress, sleep, skin temperature, other stuff as well. Join.whoop.com forward slash CPW for a discount, a free month, and you'll be supporting the show as well. Gowad are gearing up for semi-finals. Over a million people globally are limbering up from semi-finals athletes to the rest of us. Gowad.app or go to the App Store to start your free trial. Fitter have changed the face of online coaching and they want to change the way that you reach your clients as well. If you're a coach, you can go to get.fitter.training to join Self-Made Training Program, The Daily Grind, Hyrox, Invictus, The Program and others in being powered by Fitter. The news with LSKD, you can go to lskd.co to have a look at their parallel range that launched this week alongside their haze gear. There is a man who knows basically everything there is to know about the sport of CrossFit. He has a voice like honey, an intermittent but impressive beard and a great writing style. Now he has his own website, befriendlyfitness.com for stats, news, rankings, competition consulting and historical and future articles from Brian Friend. Chad Mueller has done a fantastic job designing the page as well. Uh, good luck to everyone involved in that at befriendlyfitness and befriendlyfitness.com for the website and to subscribe to their newsletter as well. Age group semi-finals took place over the weekend. The leaderboard appears settled uh, but we've been warned that it may be up until May 10th before it's finalised fully. Currently Rich Froning sits on top of the 30-35 men and is on course for a return to Madison if he chooses uh, alongside Scott Panchek and Sam Dancer, China Cho leads the women in that age group, and Lucy McGonigal and Olivia Christetter are on course for their final teen appearance if their in-person semi-finals prove fruitless. High Rocks London was on at the weekend, and it was a whopper. Huge event, incredible venue, definite vibes. Harry Thompson was ahead of Geoffrey Voisson and Tony Revel for the men in the pro. Zara Piergiani won the female pro ahead of Kate Davey. And her own pal of the pod, Kerry Hewitt, came in third. Hyrox.com to find an upcoming event near you at Hyrox UK and at Hyrox World for updates. The Midwest Championships has launched their online qualifier. Five workouts over two weeks. The first workouts are out today and they're due next Monday, the 8th with a week two due on the 15th. There's also a team of three event with qualifiers launching on the 17th of May following the same process at MW Champs for more. Today's guest is Cassandra Hobart. Cassandra is a former games athlete, coach and nutrition expert who has co-founded Omics, an app that gathers information on you from your wearables and decodes it for you, offering you actionable advice. Omics.com to try it for a free seven-day trial. We chat about the app, her career to date, marrying a red shirt and plans to expand Omics's reach. Enjoy, listen, share and tag. Okay, we're live. Cool. Um, so thanks for coming on. Um, did you know that there's a Cassandra Hotel? I didn't know that. Where is it? I don't know. I look it up. But when I, I when I was typing in Cassandra Hobart, you, know, you type and it's like Cassandra, and then you type it, yeah. like, it was like Cassandra Hotel, and I, I got as far as it's in Greece. I have to go to that. Oh, it actually looks nice. And does it, is it spelled with a K or with a C? With a K. Okay. Oh yeah. Cause you were typing it in. I, I've never actually heard of that before. Uh, I'm going to have to check that out if I ever make it to Greece, which hopefully I will. It's, yeah. I'd love to, does actually, that look cool? 
Yeah, it actually looks pretty nice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it's Cassandra Palace. Wow. Oh, geez. I wonder if I'd get a discount if I told oh. them my name was Cassandra. Surely, surely you could. They've got a spa. They've got wellness, spa and wellness. So you could be like, I'm big into wellness and my husband's a spa. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um god yeah it's actually really nice anyway um that was uh that was my icebreaker no i was looking up <laughs> earlier on i was looking up <clears throat> some of your stuff and that kept coming up every time and it's i think what i did was i searched it and i hit you know i hit the first i just assumed it would be when i saw it autocomplete i was like oh that must just say hobart and i clicked it and it wasn't so then every time i searched afterwards i'd search like k and then the name would pop up and I'd hit enter. I'd be like, fuck, that's the hotel again. And I'd have to go back out. Um, Start getting ads for the hotel. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> think, thinking of traveling to Greece. Yeah. It's like when you buy, I don't know if you've ever bought anything uh, like specific on Amazon. You know, when you buy like a toilet brush and then you keep going back and it's like, here, check out these toilet brushes. And it's like, how many toilet brushes do you think I need? It's like, it's not a, it's not a subscription purchase. It's like, I just wanted one toilet brush. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they'll, they'll, they'll think I'm going to Greece. Um, so you, uh, we've a good bit of stuff to cover with you. Um, I'll, I'll start off with CrossFit. So CrossFit is like your, what would you call it? Your meat and veg, I guess, um, to put it in nutritionist terms. Um, you you've been doing you've well you've done the open this this is your 12th open that you did this year yes it was my 12th open i started uh technically in 2012 and i did my first oh no i think my first open was 2012 um yeah. and i went to regionals in 2013 so i've been doing it for a while yeah yeah and what like when was the last how seriously did you take this year's open like, are you like, a, oh, I'll do it because everyone's doing it and I'll get involved? Or does a switch still flick where you're like, kill or be killed? Yeah, so <laughs> the switch still clicks, um, but it's it's so far gone because I just don't train the way I used to. It's like to you're that. just turning it on and off and on and off. It's like, yeah. this thing's broken. Yeah, the light's it's just flickering. broken yeah. and the person who gets the front of it is my husband, James, who is like, <laughs> has to judge me three times. And he's like, look, you have it worked out consistently, you know, and training consistently. Um, and he's great at, at just kind of standing around here with that. But I wanted to do it this year uh, because I've done it every year. And yeah. I, I like the workouts and I kind of, I like the the camaraderie in our affiliate. Uh, we have a really special affiliate out here in Colorado called uh, CrossFit Mafia. And it's really special. And I wanted to still be involved in that, even though mm. I knew have been training and the CrossFit open workouts in the past usually didn't make me sore, but this year I was like, just wrecked from them. I'm making like ice baths and cold lunges and, and saunas just to do the one, you know, the three workouts. Uh, so yeah, it was good to do it this year just for like the affiliate and, uh, for the people around me and, and just be able to, you know, get together with everyone and do the Friday night lights. And is that, that's not your guys' affiliate. It's like you go there or do you own it? No, no, we just go there. Okay. Yeah, we owned uh, CrossFit Boston, We or my husband did, back in, in, in Boston. And then when we moved out to Colorado, uh, we sold that, our, our shares. And now we go to an affiliate that we don't own. We just go as members. And it's really nice. <laughs> it's like you just kind of walk in, you get your workout, you know, like you're just, you meet people and then you just leave and go home. It's, yeah. it's a different experience uh, for sure. 
And was was Colorado was a Colorado move because of uh, HQ moving, or why was that? Yeah, it was a couple things. We both grew up in Massachusetts, and we were just ready for something new. And we knew a lot of people out here. We had visited Colorado a couple times, and so we just wanted a change. And then when the headquarters ended up being out in Boulder, it was kind of like that last little nudge to get out here. So it was like a mixture of work and friends and, and, you know, some family that's a um, little bit uh, west of us, but we're a lot closer to them now. So yeah, change of pace for sure. Um, so when was the last time then that you took there that you feel like you took the open seriously, like that you were like, mm-hmm. you know, in the lead up and everything was centered around it. 2018. Okay. Yeah. It was and that was, while, you, you were, you were at the games that year, right? Yes. Yeah, that was the year we went to the games. I went with CrossFit Reebok One Mm. on a team. It was the year that they did that big switch from six teammates down to four. Remember that? And it caused anarchy with all the teams. I had to now like cut two members and like, you know, it it was a whole, I remember that it was a whole, um, that was a whole part of it. So yeah, I, I remember going into that season and I did Wadapalooza that year with the teammates when we thought it was going to be three. Because remember Wadapalooza does like the three yeah, uh, females and males. So we had our group of six and we were ready. Uh, and then that was the year that we went right into the open, knowing that it was only going to be two girls and, and, and two men or two women and two men on the team. So that was the year that I took it uh, very seriously down, you know, everything from like tracking nutrition when I started the season back in September to just keeping everything dialed in. Um, I had a really boring holiday season. You know, I didn't really do much during the holidays other than train and eat and sleep. Um, my family was really supportive that year and we went into the open and we were like, okay, let's just do the best we can to get, uh, to that next level, which, uh, was regional still. Yeah. Mm. Regional. Yeah, that was the super regionals, wasn't it? Super regionals. Yeah, it was a super we're kind of more more or less back there now. Um, yeah. So up until say January, you guys still didn't know if it was. You knew it wasn't six, but you didn't know what it was. You didn't know was it four, three, whatever. Um, yes. <laughs> and did you still have six people training together? We did. Yeah, we did. So we went into Wadapalooza and and you know. The guys were really cool about it. They kind of knew who they wanted to put forward and who would be okay with not. Um, I think it it was lucky for us because we had three uh, veteran athletes that had been to the games multiple times. It was James, Austin, Maliello, and Spencer Hendel. You know, like they they had all been, you know, they they've been multiple times. So they understood what, you know, who would be the best going forward. And they were going to just work with each other and figure that out. Um, On the girls' side, we all wanted to go. And so it really came down to how we performed at Wadapalooza, how we performed with each other, who had the best complementary weaknesses and strengths with each other. Um, but we we all kind of said we, we don't want to go through the open in this sort of phase where we have to be battling against each other in the open. Uh, for those two spots, we wanted to have that somewhat figured out before we hit, you know, that first open workout, because man, can it get crazy when not only do you have the pressure of everyone else in your region and and in the world of beating everyone by like one rep, one, one point, whatever. It's also, um, 
you know, you don't want to do that with your team. You want to be supporting each other versus not sharing your score with your teammate or like, you know, hoping they don't do well. You know, if you go that far into that like deep tunnel hole of, of like trying to compete and win. So we, we all, as, as um, women athletes, we wanted to make sure we knew who was going to be on the team as we headed into the open. And that way we, we could lower some of the stress and pressure that we knew would happen, um, you know, in order to qualify for the next level. And who was the final, what was the final four? Uh, just, it was, uh, yes, this is uh, James's wife. That's yes. not like twice <laughs> Or James is my husband. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the final four was uh, myself, Ashley, Ashley Wozni, Spencer Handel, and Austin Maliolo. And what was it like then? So um, I know you say that James had done it before, but he obviously ste- took a step back, yeah. um, which I guess was probably an easy decision to make considering he had been there and considering that if you were going it would obviously have been tricky not tricky but like he wouldn't have been as well positioned to support you doing it and you wouldn't have been as well positioned to support him doing it if you were both doing it so I suppose one of you stepping back made sense and if he had already done it I guess that kind of made the decision is that fair yes Yeah, he was a really huge supporter and he wanted to help me reach my goal that year. And, you know, in the past, I had done a lot to help him reach his goals in in that perspective. So uh, his his goal then changed from going team to going individual. So Mm -hmm. he decided that, hey, look, maybe, you know, I don't do the team with you guys this year. Um, I'm going to focus and be individual, but that way I can still do what I need to do. Uh, and we'll be on different, technically different timelines at regionals so that we could, or super regionals so that we could still watch each other or, or mm. support each other, however. And then unfortunately he was getting ready for, that was the first year that the uh, handstand walking obstacle course was at regionals and he was getting ready for it. Um, and he uh, broke his foot <laughs> and it was mm. so hard and disheartening. Uh, and I really felt for him. But, uh, you know, in some ways I, you know, I, you can't change that stuff and it happened and and you can't, you can't go back. And, and, you know, I want to say it happened for a reason, but he was able to be an incredible supporter, coach, uh, husband, uh, fiance at the time, but husband now, uh, throughout the rest of our season and really kind of helped us because there's just some things he knows about teams, you know, from his past and his experience that, a lot of other people, we just don't know yet. You know, there's things and tips and tools that he's just been exposed to. And, you know, it shows with, with you know, winning so many times on a team. Um, and we were able to really tap into that, which was wonderful for us. Um, when did you guys meet? We actually met at regionals in 2014. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. More CrossFit. Um, <laughs> and was he, was he seminar staff then? No, he was. Wow, he was. Yeah. Um, because like I, I just feel like being a partner to someone who has that job. I don't know. Is it like it's basically like a long distance relationship? Like totally. you're kind of all all your weekends are like okay, see ya on like a Thursday or whatever, and then they're home on Tuesday or. Yes, that is yes. Uh, so really, we met and then we started uh, dating 
gosh, beginning of 2015. So and you, you were both in Boston then? We were both in Boston. Yep. Yeah. I started training at his gym. I just got out of college, just graduated. And I was like, I want to be a games athlete. I'm going to, you know, go to the best gym at the time that had all the athletes at it. And uh, he was there training too. And when we first started dating, yeah, it was a huge adjustment because, you know, during the day I would be at work. I worked in the financial district at that time and I'd be at work and at my desk and he would be home training in the middle of the day. <laughs> and I'm like, how are you doing this? This isn't a real life. Uh, and then he, you know, Friday would come. He's like, okay, I'm going to go to uh, Brazil. I'm going to Brazil for a seminar. I'll, I'll see you on Monday. And I'm, I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And so, and that was really just how it was. And, you know, even throughout his season, he would train uh, during the weeks and, and train at seminars and, and he was traveling, gosh, pretty much every weekend. So it was, it was long distance and he was training at Mayhem at the time too. So um, yeah. but most of the weeks he wasn't even at home with me or, or in Boston, he was, you know, living and, and training with Mayhem. So it was a, a, a different relationship. And then when COVID hit, that was the first time where seminars slowed down for him. And we actually had a couple weekends together. That's that's when the relationship was on the rocks. When yeah. you started <laughs> consistently spending time with him, you realize, hang on a minute. You're like, wait a minute. No, it was awesome <laughs> because it actually allowed us to connect on a, a different level. And we really, we loved it. It was like the first time in our entire relationship where we spent back-to-back -back weekends together. Yeah. And it just made it that much more special. And um, I almost feel like if you can make it through, this is kind of like a relationship advice, but if you can make it through a long distance relationship and you can really work on communication, man, when, you, when you're together, it's like easier. <laughs> it's just like, okay, yeah, I can do this. Um, I'll see you later, you know, the same day. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think if you can make it through long distance or if you can make it through living together during lockdown. If you can do both of those things or one of those things, you're you're pretty gold. Like we we raised a child, like our first kid during lockdown, and it's like pretty much anything is probably okay now. Like that was yeah. a shit show. So like pretty much anything is okay. Um, so uh, Jan says here, tell James you miss him on this fine. Well, for I miss James on this show. So he's been invited back numerous times, and he never. We'll get back. him back. We'll get him he, back. Yeah. Um, so you were an accountant by what would you call it by trade, I guess, or your initial, your initial start off was accountancy. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to school at Providence college, uh, and I focused on accounting. I was in the business school and I really, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And I felt like if I did accounting, uh, it's a skill set that I could take with me. If I did want to start my own business or if I did want to go into something else, um, to me, it felt like a backbone of a business, like knowing how to do that. So it's pretty lucrative as well, isn't it? Like you're, it's good. It's a decent safety net to have. It's a safety net yeah. for sure. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, you know, uh, had I started off in, in health and wellness or entrepreneurial, um, sectors, I don't know if I would have been ready for it yet. I really needed that like safety net baseline of, I can always go back to accounting if I need it. Uh, but it, it gave me the confidence and the ability to then, you know, pivot out of it. Um, cause basically I, I graduated with accounting. I worked at a hedge fund, uh, a really large hedge fund right out of college. And that was a lot. And then I was like, okay, I think I want to do more than just, you know, sit behind a desk and, and 
crank numbers or, you know, make wealthy people even wealthier. Like I wanted more, <laughs> I wanted more than that, you know, like, uh, I wanted and that's, more and that's when I started siphoning the money away from the hedge funds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I wanted, I wanted more purpose in what I did and I was able to, you know, look a little bit into the CrossFit community and, it was so special when I first found it that I wanted to keep working in that health and wellness. So I would do little things like coach people on the side, uh, whether it was like nutrition coaching, or I did a lot of like on ramps coaching at like local affiliates where I would, you know, help people get involved in CrossFit. And through there, I just started to figure out like my purpose is bigger than just sitting behind a desk and crunching numbers. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I did it, you know, like, uh, yeah, cool. Go for Good for you. But now I'm thinking, you know, now I'm thinking like I want more than that. So I was able to start like nutrition coaching a little bit on the side. And I really enjoyed like the purpose of helping other people get healthier and live a better life and seeing, you know, their lives transform as I was kind of going through a transformation of what I wanted to do. And I, I really just followed my gut. You know, I, I kind of pulled my brain back from like, this is practical. This is logical. This is safe. And I just started following my gut. And that has really helped me get to where I am now. But um, yeah, I started back in accounting. <laughs> and did you, so was it during college then that you found CrossFit, like started doing CrossFit, started training CrossFit? Yeah, I was one of those where I would go to the, I went to the Providence College gym at like 6 a.m. So none of my like peers could see me and I would go in the corner and do like my burpees and my front squats and I would write everything, everything down on like a little uh, notebook because, you know, I was used to like notebook training from regular uh, gym training. I don't even know what my form looked like. If I could view that picture back then, I don't think it would be good because that's how I started CrossFit. I just, I'd go on the old um, CrossFit.com website where it was and like- Did, you, did you just stumble, did you just stumble across.com or did someone tell you about it or how, like, cause- Yes, I, I, when I came home from break my sophomore year, uh, a trainer at my gym who I you know, I was going to, I was doing, um, you know, track training. And she had said she had done her certification in this thing called CrossFit and I might like it. So I just Googled, you know, what is CrossFit mm. sort of thing. And I found the website with all the demos that were right there. And um, I was like, this is cool. And I did a couple of workouts and it just blew my mind. Like I just couldn't believe I was spending hours running and I was feeling um, like I was getting much more out of, you know, the CrossFit yeah. uh, 20 minutes, 10 minute workout. And so I just, I took it back to Providence College with me and I just would do it in the corner really early or really late so that no one could see me. <laughs> and then um, eventually I saved up enough money to buy a bike because we didn't have cars on campus. So I bought a bike and then I would bike to the local CrossFit affiliate. It was CrossFit Providence. Um, and that was scary in itself because I had to go like, near the highway and it was like a, a journey but i was so obsessed with it that i was yeah. going to do it yeah i yeah. think the only the only uncrossfit thing you said there was i went to the gym when nobody would see me and did it in the corner yeah like most, <laughs> most crossfitters would like have their top off it's 6 p.m when it's rush hour yeah that's, that's fair it. but yeah that's so fair i was just like doing this thing that nobody knew about in my circle and i was like yeah, why would I put front squats with burpees, with sit-ups? Like that's going to look so weird to other people. So I'm just going to yeah. do it over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you ever do seminars? No. 
No, I didn't. Okay. Mm-mm, no. And it, but you coached. Yeah. Like CrossFit coach. Yeah. Yeah. You, I, have, I you have your level two, don't you? I do have my level two. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I um, I wanted to help people get involved, and so I. And it was, you know, a good extra cash for a college kid at the time. Like, you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't working um, full time in college. So it was really nice to have like a way to um, work, but also really get involved in the community from a different perspective. And so it was funny because back then, you know, uh, the gyms were different. Like I would show up for class as a coach, like five minutes before class. Sometimes I would be the one writing it on the board. You know, we kind of did the work, the warm up that like I felt we wanted to do for that class. Like it was just different back then. Uh, and it was really fun. And so I coached at a couple different uh, small affiliates, uh, you know, in the, the Rhode Island area when I was at school. And when I'd come home, I would also coach um, a little bit too. But the piece that really kind of connected with me was not just the the onboarding or the um yeah, we called it onboarding coaching or like the on-ramp coaching um, and the class coaching, but also the nutrition coaching. Hmm. I would People would come up to be like, well, what do you eat? You know, you're coaching and you're doing this, but what do you eat? And so I would, you know, share the paleo and the zone. You know, that's what I learned at the level one. And, you know, I'd help people a little bit and give them advice and, and share dif- different things that have worked with, with me and things that I found. And so that was really cool because, you know, putting the activity together with the nutrition, people would start to see even, you know, faster results and and feel even better. Mm -hmm. I was really interested in not just what you were doing in the gym for CrossFit, but how you're living your life the rest of the the day too. So like the nutrition part, like what are you eating, you know, the other 12 hours, 15 hours outside of the gym. So that really spoke to me. And so I would continue to do that. I would like meet people at the gym uh, before class and like bring my little notebook and give them their plan and stuff. So that really sparked this idea that I wanted to get into nutrition and uh, you know, I could help people in in that way too. And how did you end up um, getting to know Mike or starting with, because you worked with him for a while as well, didn't you? Yeah, I did. So uh, how did I get to know him? So I, I was uh, visiting, I'd visit James down in um, Cookville, Tennessee, uh, you know, when uh, he was training for them. And one of the teammates on his team, Kristen Reffitt, uh, her and I became good buddies. She's, she's awesome. She's really cool. Uh, but she worked for Mike Malloy or she was, um, she was one of his clients at first. I think that's mm-hmm. how it started. And then I got introduced to Mike uh, when Kristen was up in Boston and Mike was from the New England area. So we just kind of like met. Uh, and then, you know, I think he had heard that I was getting ready to make a move out of like the finance world and into health and wellness. And so we just kind of connected. I think he was looking for a couple more coaches because his platform was just growing, you know, exponentially. He was just really blowing up. And it was one of those things like right place, right time for sure. And uh, we were able to, I was able to work like full time. And I remember being so nervous about making that jump from finance. Cause again, it was like, it felt so secure. And I was like, okay, Mike, like I could work, you know, for you part-time while I still do this. And he's like, no, he's like, I need you full-time or, or not at all. And like, that was my sign. I was like, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to quit my job tomorrow and I'm going to work for you. And we're going to see if it works out. <laughs> um, but it did, which was cool. Yeah. And what, what was like, 
I'm assuming when you were going for accountancy and stuff, your parents were like, this is great. This is safe. This is solid. This is smooth. There's no, and then it's like, Hey, I met this guy and I'm going to quit my job and do nutrition. Were they like, wait a minute. Or were they, were they already so aware of like, that that was kind of your real calling that they just were ready for it maybe? Yeah. I mean, you're right. Like my parents were very much like, you know, if you're going to go to college, we want to return on that investment. So you have to get a job. In a, in a field that's going to, to pay off those student loans and, and get you in a good spot. And then uh, when I, you know, had had a hard time trying to find purpose within that world, they, they understood that. And I think when they came and watched me compete in the 2014 regionals at Reebok, it was like outside and um, it was a beautiful arena that they did at their headquarters. Uh, they were like, okay, she's in, this is something bigger here. Like they really took um, note of that. And then when I finally made the move, uh, they were really supportive. You know, they were really supportive, which was nice because again, uh, you know, if I didn't have any sort of safety blanket, it would have been a lot harder to make that jump. And I, I applaud people that do that because it's incredible. But they were by the time it happened, they were they were like, okay, cool, that's awesome. Let's let's help get you some clients and and um get this rolling hmm. um you said that 2018 was the last year that you took it like seriously serious and then you're at the gate was it a case of like you did it and we're like i don't want to do this again or i can't like lift myself back up to this again i i loved it i loved going to the games it was so cool uh on a lot of different levels because I was able to accomplish this dream that I'd been thinking about for, you know, five years, you know, more than that. Uh, and that was really special. Uh, it was also, you know, a lot. And I, I think that it can look so fancy and pretty and cool uh, in social media. And, and the behind the scenes is a lot of just grinding it out um, and doing things you know, you treat it like a job, you treat it like work and it's full time and it's, you know, all consuming. So I was ready to take a break. I think in 2019, like my body was just beat up. I, I you know, at that point, um, and then COVID hit and that really kind of changed the path for me because, uh, you know, in COVID is where this opportunity with Omics got involved too. And, and I was starting to look at more than just, just competing, but it's a lot. I mean, it's incredible, but you, man, it's, yeah, it's almost like, I don't even know if I have full words for it, but it's incredible. And, uh, I, I maybe would have wanted to go one more time and I was very happy that I was able to go. And I tried to take in every single moment. I remember Spencer saying in the corral before you go out for each event, he'd be like, take this in because we don't know if we're going to be back here. And each one of these events are so cool and they made them, you know, just to test all of us and just take it all in. Cause you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, and I'm glad he did that. Cause I remember that to this day, just trying to remember like the walk from the corral into the different arenas and, you know, the camaraderie between different teams by the end of the weekend, cause everyone's just like, so beat up and just like exhausted. <laughs> and like, how many more debriefs do we have to have? Like, we know, you know, it's just like, yeah, what time is this thing going? And oh gosh, like you left your shirt on the field. Like that's a whole thing. You know, it's like, there's just so much of that, um, that yeah, it, it was incredible. Um, and maybe, you know, if things had gone differently, I would have gone again, but I am very, you know, content with that, with that experience. 
Yeah. You've always got masters, I guess. That's that's I always the masters. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm 31. I got a couple years. <laughs> so you got you get you can get some fitness in the tank. You can build stuff back up nice and slow for a couple of years and then yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Really rehab the body, I think. Yeah. And you can go one better than James and, and then win it when you go back. That'd be that would be epic. Yeah. I don't know if I could do that, but uh, I, I've beat, uh, I've actually beat him twice this week in workouts. So it's already begun. It's, You've already it's, begun. I'm just getting the momentum back. Yeah. Um, I've seen on his stories, um, you guys train at home a bit, um, as well as at mafia. And I've seen, um, you pick awful workouts, like awful. you bury yourself unnecessarily. Like where I've seen him share like a cap. He obviously does the cap, um, the cap programming and I've seen him share a workout from cap and then oh but she made it hard like you did you added in something totally unnecessary to make it just worse for yourself is it like do you do you is it just punishing yourself or is it like some kind of self-masochism or like why do you why do you bury yourself so deep that's a great question i think that could be still that like inner training athlete in me you know um i understood that like during training being able to bury myself made me fitter faster in some ways. Um, and mentally I felt better. Uh, I was able to grow, uh, when I would bury myself. And there's something about being in that hole where you just like, gosh, you, you just, um, you learn a lot about yourself each time you go there. And so I kind of got into the habit of doing that back with training. I mean, that was training back in like 2014 2015 and so I enjoy it a little bit like I know that sounds sick but like <laughs> I I'm not afraid to be that uncomfortable and I'm willing to be that uncomfortable because I know on the other side I'll get fitter I'll get better and I'll probably mm. learn something about myself that I didn't know maybe it's a weakness maybe it's like a train of thought or a voice or a habit that like I need to squash or I can learn from so yeah, I, 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 and it's also habit, you know, like I had been training like that for a long time with the games, um, or, or when I was training for the games and regionals. It's funny. Like you say that you learn things like I've been there, but I never learn anything that I wanted. To f like, it's always like, no, shut that door. <laughs> it's like, I don't yeah. let's, let's just lock that box back up and took it away and never talk about that again. It's like, there's information I did not want to know and nobody else ever needs to hear about it. It's yeah. like, there's, there's a voice that never needs to be repeated out loud. That's just going to yep. stay locked up here. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. Um, you mentioned omics there, uh, when we were talking a bit about nutrition, um, can, can, like where did that where did the idea for that come from because you co you co-founded is that right i did yeah i'm a co-founder so when i was working as a nutritionist full-time uh, i worked with you know plenty of clients and i did a a, a podcast with whoop and uh, my co-founder now uh listened to that podcast dm'd me and was like hey you're taking on more clients I'm kind of, you know, I come from a financial background too. His is way more serious than mine was. He actually worked on Wall Street. I can't say that <laughs> I never did that. Um, and so he, you know, he's like, hey, do you have uh, any room on your roster? And uh, I did, which was cool. And so it was just through a DM really. And then we worked together. And then uh, through that process, he was really frustrated with 
hey, do we have like a good nutrition tracking app that's going to do this business for me? And I was like, no, I don't, you know, I search, you know, you're not the first person to ask this, like, we don't have that yet. And then he'd be like, hey, you know, I have my whoop, I have my aura, like, can you, what can you tell me about all this information, like beyond what those other wearables are telling me? And I would do it, but it would probably take me, I don't know, 24 hours to get back to him with like a real answer, sometimes longer if I had to go to somebody else for something specific. And the same thing would happen like with his blood work and stuff too, like just, um, he was noticing all these pain points in this field and that things were really siloed, you know, and, um, there was only so much like a a person could analyze and do for one particular client at one time. And so that's what we really came up with is this idea of like, well, what if we use machine learning and, and, and tech and AI to actually pull everything together um, and, you know, get rid of all the pain points. Thank you. All the pain points of, of uh, nutrition tracking. And that's kind of where the idea started to develop. And he is well connected in um, like the venture, venture capitalist world and knew of some really talented uh, co-founder, now co-founders of uh, an engineer and um, another CEO who helped us build this product from that point. So he really did the work of like, he called his um, really good friend, also engineer, star engineer, um, Ben, and, you know, talked about the problem and Ben was able to kind of solve it in this geometry uh, way of like what we could do. And he talked to Adam, our other co-founder, who again, had like really cool ideas around what this problem is and how it could be solved. And, you know, I remember, back in the day, like we would do our nutrition chats because he was still my client. And then we'd have calls on like Friday nights, just talking through this idea and this problem and what we could do for people on such a larger scale. If we could have uh, machine learning, you know, analyze the data for you all in one place and give you this like holistic uh, recommendation and product and ability to have everything, you know, in your hands in one app. Mm. So that's really how it was born. Uh, and it jumped to now, I mean, it's two years later, it feels like that was yesterday, <laughs> but it's, uh, actually, shoot, I think it's three years now. So three years later, it feels like it was yesterday, but it's been an incredible journey to build something like that before or build something like that now. Who, like, who is it aimed at? Like who, like, if you were to pick, a, like, are you hoping that like, um, elite athletes will pick it up? Are you hoping that, um, you know, just everyday gym goers who are like, oh, I wonder, like those people that you met way back who are like, what should I eat? Like, are you hoping that people like that pick it up who are just, I guess, maybe missing two or like you've got those elite athletes who maybe are missing like part of a piece of the puzzle and it's that 1%. And then you've got the people who have like one piece of the puzzle and don't have a clue what the big picture looks like. Like who who is who is your core demographic, would you say? Yeah, so it is about putting all those pieces together. So even having just one piece of the puzzle um, is what omics then help you correct or help you gain in, in the rest of those pieces. So it is that like everyday gym goer who like works full time and maybe has a family and, you know, has a life. And so they don't have time or, or, or maybe the ability to analyze everything all on their own um, or have someone else do it on a regular basis. It's, it's too, you know, it's too costly. Um, it takes a long time. And so what Omics does, it, it takes those, those pain points out and instead gives you like the real time recommendations to help you, 
um, you know, hey, here's an easy meal to eat uh, for dinner. You've already logged it a couple of times. We know that. Uh, and, you know, I can tell that we can tell that you didn't log anything yet for dinner. So if you're running around crazy, drop off pickups with kids or, you know, you get into your gym routine, but it's a little bit late today. Uh, we're helping like slot those things for you. Now, it's funny you say that about the, the CrossFit athletes, because the cool thing about this app and the way we designed it is that it is a low floor, high ceiling. So we have multiple games athletes testing it out right now for us for that exact reason, because, you know, even if you have everything or almost everything dialed in, you are still looking for those one percent. And I remember doing that myself. It's like, you know, if I tweak things just a little bit, if my cold shower is like actually, you know, 10 minutes versus 15 or whatever it is that you're trying to tweak at that that high level, um, it can add a lot of value there too, because again, it's, it's, it's based on your data. And so it'll analyze based on you. Uh, so the re recommendations will just look different for that, for that, um, CrossFit games athlete, but we're here to, to help make the, the pain points of recommendations or excuse me, the pain points of nutrition tracking, um, less, you know, we don't want to keep you in the app tracking all the day. I understand that. I remember that with my clients too. It's like the less time you have to be in that app tracking, the better, you know? So why wouldn't people make it easier, faster, smoother, less stressful, you know? And so that's what we tried to do. We, that's what we did. We, we created an app where there's more automation and you're not uh, bogged down by having to get everything done. Um, so perfectly and then search for things that take a long time. We've really tried to speed all that up. And uh, really we grew too with uh, nutrition trackers. So a lot of our beta tests were, you know, specifically people that already were telling us about these pain points. So we listened to what the, the crowd was telling us when we built this. I literally just for the first time, realized there's a barcode scanner on it i'm so dumb i was like january for the last couple of weeks i was like oh would it be so good if they had that barcode scanner it would just save so much hassle i'm such an idiot i just was looking i was looking at this picture and i was like that looks like a bar i was like there's a fucking barcode scanner on it. Um, so yeah because it's interesting because so i've been using this um we kind of got in touch with each other about a, maybe a month and a half ago or two months ago and I, i've been using it um and it is uh it's a crazy app. Like, so I initially thought, I think, yeah, I initially thought, I don't know what I initially thought, to be honest. I don't know what I thought it was going to be. I kind of thought it was going to be like maybe generic, like, oh, mm -hmm. someone of your height, weight, age, demographic uh, benefits from doing X, Y, and Z. And, you know, like it, it has an adverse effect if you do like A, B and C. So maybe swap or whatever. Um, I kind of thought that's what it's going to be. And then I started using it and I actually started a nutrition plan at the same time. And my, the, the guy that was doing my nutrition said, oh, at nighttime, uh, when you're going to bed, have like maybe a protein, uh, have like protein powder and uh, nut butter. And I was like, why am I having nut butter? And he's like, oh, it's just good to have fat just before you go to bed. And he kind of, he explained it, but I can't remember what he said, to be honest. Um, and then I was like, right, okay, that's fine. And then I started using this and I was putting in uh, food. And one of the recommendations it gave me was, oh, you should try and have 
like 7.5 grams of fat before you go to bed. And I was like, that is so weird that it's giving me the same recommendation. Um, and there was other things as well, like about try and get your heart rate to the, like, it really does. It's an all encompassing thing. I think that really surprised me. Right. I t- like you hear, you hear nutrition tracking and you think, okay, it's going to tell me, you know, you ate too much or you didn't eat enough or whatever, but it's, it, it like takes into account you're her uh you would do like me and it's me specifically it's not me like my demographic it's like you would benefit from trying to hit x heart rate for like a 10 minute workout and then and and it gives you like these goals for the following week of you know try you know here's here's your your focus you pick your focus or whatever and then it bases the goals off that focus so it could be try and get your heart rate an average heart rate of 160 for 10 minutes uh, in a workout, try and get seven grams of fat before you go to sleep, try and get whatever grams of protein before you go to sleep, try and get whatever when you wake up. Um, uh, and I, I found th- th- one of the things I found remarkable was that, like the level of depth that it goes to for just one person. I was like, geez, like relax. <laughs> like, like, this is, like it was a part of it was a nerving where I was like, this knows too much about me. I don't yeah. know. Um, but it is remarkable as well how much it lined up with what someone completely unrelated to the app and has no idea what it's doing or that I'm even using it was echoing what was being said uh, by the technology. And then I think the other thing that I like about it is you can set, uh, so it has these like daily, um, you know, you can put in your routine and stuff, but it's totally non-invasive. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because like when something's giving you that much information, it'd be very easy to become overaudited and like just have like this constant pinging, which... We're already really easily distracted by, you know, all it does is light up and you're gone for 10 minutes looking at it. But like, it's completely non-invasive where you kind of log into the app and you're like, oh, I didn't do whatever. Or I did do that. And you can put it, but it doesn't like scold you for not doing it or for doing it late. Or it doesn't like turn red or send you extra notifications. It's just like, I think once a day I get a notification at about 8 p.m. saying you haven't logged food today. And I'm like, oh shit, what did I have for breakfast? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm working backwards. Um, but yeah, it is. Uh, it's it's a remarkable bit of kit. It really is. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. Like, that's everything. We really, we wanted to create something that is beneficial, but not so loud in your face. Like, we didn't want to add to distractions. We want to, we want to help you build habits, right? And so it's really on the user when they want to go in and, and check their schedule and look and what they have coming up, you know, what any, what recommendations they might have for their meal, if they do have a CrossFit class or something else coming up or a training session. Uh, you know, we wanted to not scold you if you miss something, because that's just not how life works, you know, mm-hmm. like, especially from my perspective, like, man, I, I could never scold a client for, you know, missing a day or not doing something like this is life. Like this is what it's, you know, meant to do is just help and support like where you're at, not try to set a bar that is unrealistic or or near perfection or something like that. It's supposed to be, um, you know, a gentle like program that is really just about like habit changing and just slowly helping uh, each user with what they want to work on. So, Mm. yeah, I mean, that's really it. We, We really tried to focus on that. And so, it's cool to hear you said about the recommendations because we, we keep noticing that um, there was a couple of the recommendations where some Aura users were uh, getting, a, you know, different um, bedtimes like in their Aura app. And then Omix would also recommend that same thing. And it was down to like a couple minutes. And so that was really cool, too, because it helps us really validate, you know, the machine learning that, that's, that mm-hmm. we're using and 
there was another user who, gosh, um, really trying to hone in on their like post-workout um, protein and they were able, and they were working with a nutritionist too. And so having the app really validate uh, what the nutritionist was saying, you know, outside of me, like really being like third party, like that was really cool too. So it, it, it's a good early sign. I mean, we launched a, a, a month ago, roughly. So some good early signs there that, you know, the machine learning is working and it's being specific, um, but it's not overwhelming or overbearing. You really wanted to avoid that. But even it's like how quickly it gets to know you as well, where there's a seven day free trial and that's what I signed up for initially. And like mm -hmm. within a day, it was like, try doing this. And then within like two more days, it was like, maybe try doing this. And it was like, wow, okay, like this is really hitting the ground. Like you, you almost expect with, uh, maybe I'm cynical, but you expect to get to like an email saying your seven day trial is up. And then another email saying, we have all of your insights ready for you. Just yeah. like, you know, just <laughs> on day eight. Yeah. Three, like seven more minutes and you'd get your yeah yeah um but it is it's remarkable i think as well the fact that it connects like i use whoop and the fact that it connects with that um and like i think as well sometimes i find whoop kind of like i i love whoop but i find it kind of passive aggressive like where it'll say to me like you're feeling tired lately and it's like <laughs> Like you know, you know, but you know I'm feeling tired. Like you're looking all the time. You know, you've seen my stress monitor. Like you know what's happening. You know I have two kids. Um, but yeah, I think omics is uh, it's remarkable. It's a remarkable bit of kid, and especially that that kind of integration is really good as well. Where as you say, like it will, it'll, you know, it knows what your sleep is because it's connected to Whoop. So you don't have to manually put in like I had a shit night's sleep. Like it just knows it, or I slept like a log, which. I don't know, maybe someday I'll be able to put that in. Um, but it is, uh, yeah, it is uh, It is actually really good. I think probably, I've said this to you before, but I think probably my favorite thing about the app is totally incidental and doesn't actually have any impact on anything, but it's a little, the throbbing kind of concentric circle <laughs> thing, the, logo, the loading app thing, um, where I, like, I would often deliberately, like, go, like, force close the app to open it again to see the little, like, throbbing circle thing. Yeah, yeah. it's very very satisfying to look at oh, um thank you so much that means a lot yeah thank you when you look at say the next obviously you mentioned there that you have some games level uh athletes testing it out and seeing what they think of it and stuff so is is that the plan then obviously you're a month in so is the plan to kind of uh like spread through the market and through those different facets of like the the elite level the you know first timers at the gym and trying and trying i guess bridge everything in between there is that basically the plan for the next say 12 months i think our, our our plan on the crossfit um games athlete side is to you know have some of these athletes test it out see what they think um and really kind of figure out who would be a good addition to teamomics i think we are looking to grow our team a bit um especially on on the athlete side so just kind of thinking about what that'll look like who would be a good fit uh, we are still early and young but you know if this could help someone or a couple people, even in you know, the 2023 season, like great, you know, <laughs> like we're still, we're just before semifinals. So we still have a little bit to go. So that is really exciting for us. And we were able to launch earlier enough where we feel like that will be, you know, some good momentum for, as we, you know, trail the, the CrossFit game season. And then on the everyday gym goer side, I mean, that is really who we want to help. Like we feel like we can do a lot to help that group. And so, uh, you know, whether it's working, um, you know, with affiliates or working with um, individual athletes, you know, we really are open to just like finding 
um, a way to help people with their goals. And it is, it comes at a cool point because it's post open, you know? So if you did the open and you're like, cool, this is where I was and this is where I want to be next year. Or if you're like me and you're like, oh, I, I want to be in a different spot next year. <laughs> um, you know, like you can, you now have a, a tool to do that with. And I think that's really cool. And, you know, it, and I remember this too, like, I didn't always feel like I wanted to jump back into like a lot of um, individualized um, coaching right after the open. I didn't want to spend, you know, 200, 300 bucks right after the open for all these individualized um, people. So this could be like a softer approach where you can still get recommendations and have nutrition support and have athletic support um, at a much you know, softer approach which then eventually, if you do end up having nutrition coaches or, or athlete athletic coaches, um, they can use the app too. And we've definitely created um, a nice platform for coaches um, to look and view at things, you know, for their, for their clients and for their athletes, all within Omics. So that's really cool too. But um, we really want. So does that mean then if I'm a coach, like say, um, if I'm a coach with like three semifinals, three athletes heading for semifinals who are using this, I can log on to my platform and see like what they've been doing what they've been logging and stuff it's individual but yeah so there's like a link that you that the athlete can share with their oh, coach cool. and then the coach will log into their omics account and they can see um the athletes like nutrition log and their history um so there is that capability and we we did that at the very beginning you know thinking that like we're not trying to replace these you know coaches um, we're trying to be a tool to kind of even help create like a better connection between the two and for those athletes that maybe just aren't ready for that yet but still mm. want some support post open or, or post competition uh or just want some support because they just want some support you know it doesn't have to be an athletic event they can have like a softer you know approach into that realm with just having the app help them uh versus you know jumping straight to something um that could be more expensive Wow. So if technology keeps developing, then in 2027, we could mm -hmm. have like, oh, that guy's an Omics athlete and there'd be no coach. And that like between, <laughs> between workouts, he'd be, going, he'd be going looking for recommendations on like a screen. If you do like touch screen, then it'd be like giving him recommendations of like, don't go too hot. Yeah, um, yeah that's, that's <laughs> two, cool. Two more reps on this yeah, workout yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's really cool though. That's cool that, that there's that capability is there. Um, what about the launch then? So obviously there was, I think I saw, I saw James posting about this maybe like four or five months ago. And I was kind of, you know, you have that like, oh, what's that? Like, and you're kind of clicking and looking at it. And, um, but then I suppose as it gets closer, there's probably a mix of, you have an awful lot of responsibilities. You have a lot of things to do. Things are starting to suddenly get real, whereas nothing's hypothetical anymore. It's like, oh, people are actually going to have this in their hand. And I'm assuming you're doing like beta testing and, um you know testing out yourselves and you know using guinea pigs and stuff but there is that thing of like where it launches to market and there's that it's like you're sending your child to school or something to see how like are they going to be able to play with other kids or are they going to have some kind of meltdown um were you surprised like did any part of that kind of process the actual launch take you by surprise like were you was it high stress or was there lots of fires to put out was it really emotional like how was it Oh, that's, yeah, that's really insightful. I mean, it is, it, it did get real, you know, up to that point, it was like, we were beta testing with different nutrition tracking groups and different wearable groups. And, 
you know, getting feedback on a regular basis. And, you know, I think our first pilot group was like back in 2021, like we had been, you know, banging on this thing for a little while, which is cool. Uh, and I, yeah, I was like, I knew it was ready, but I was also just not ready <laughs> for the public launch. Like, like the team was ready and, um, it was exciting. And, but this is, that we have some experience uh, co-founders and this is my first experience with all this. So I was like, this is kind of like our baby and now everyone's going to, you know, bang on it, which means, you know, different bugs can come up and we're going to get more feedback. And I've definitely developed a thicker skin with feedback, um, especially, you know, being in like the one-on-one -on -one consulting um, arena with nutrition, but sometimes it's just, it's just scary. Uh, so it was, it was an exciting launch I think the team executed so well. And uh, we, we also had some two really cool um, marketers that helped us. So Sarah Hendershot and Alyssa Worth were an incredible uh, help to our go-to-market plan. And they really, you know, made sure the, the, the product was ready and, and communicated well. Um, and then, you know, our engineer teams, Ben and Adam, did an amazing job just like you know, bugs that came in, able to quickly turn around and fix it. And, and that's one of the things that is so cool about such a, a young startup is that like, we move so fast, you mm -hmm. know? And so uh, I had confidence in our team. And I guess I've compared it to a games team a couple times, but I, I felt like going into public launch, I was like, we, we have trained and I would feel confident going for podium with this team had, you know, if we were in the CrossFit games arena, like we cover each other, you know, we're honest, um, we trust each other. And like some of those fundamentals just really have to be there as you head into like that public arena. So it went really well, um, <laughs> but, but it didn't make it any less stressful for me. Uh, yeah. But the team did really well. And I think overall we handled the stress pretty well. And I don't, I don't know if I had any surprises. Uh, I, I think, yeah, I don't know if I had any surprises. I, I knew that CrossFitters would be, uh, would be, you know, excited about it. I didn't realize how many would be excited about mm -hmm. it, you know, and I didn't realize like the attention we got from um, morning chalk up was really cool. So there were a couple of those things that were like good surprises, I think. And just kind of seeing like where it goes from here, which is, is, is exciting. And, you know, hitting our, now that we are a little bit more established, we're like hitting benchmarks and just kind of like growing and thinking about what's next. So, uh yeah but it was hard i was like this was just our thing for so long <laughs> and we tested it but it was controlled testing so i felt like it was still like our thing and then you release it and it's like okay here you go go ahead yeah. <laughs> it's kind of yeah it's like um sometimes i like that with the show on a much lesser level i guess mm -hmm. where someone asks you about it and I find myself like defending it like or like I'm like yeah no I, I mean it's shit but I do it but it, like, it's, really, it's really shit like but you don't ever have to listen to it and you know but it's there if but don't like don't don't listen to it but it's there if you want but don't yeah. it's like you it's like it's an app you can download but you don't want it though but do you do but don't like you know don't do it when I'm here just do it when yeah. I'm gone or whatever um yes yeah, it's, it's funny what's what's the name what omics what is that is that uh uh, not anagram. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, abbreviation, is it? No. What's the word where letters mean words? <laughs> like FBI. Uh, it it's not that. I don't. Oh. I I can't remember at the moment either. But it is a um. It's a different spelling on the play of the word omics, like the suffix when you're looking at the different 
um, economics or genomics, like the oh, different yeah, yeah. studies of, of science, um, especially as it relates to biological health. What we did is we took that omic suffix and we played with the spelling of it to create uh, the word omics, just spelled differently. And the meaning behind that is that we're just taking, you know, these different areas of science uh, and, and bringing it into one place, you know, like we're, we're really studying and looking at the different data points from all these different uh, streams and bringing it into one place. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so anybody who wants more than um, you can go to the app store or the play store, I guess. Yeah, either um, or. So Google Play or uh, App Store. And um, yeah, there's a seven day free trial. And I can even give you. Uh, oh, he's, he was waiting. He was just waiting to show us both that he knew something that we didn't know. He's such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, at so, he's sitting there going, at some point, I'll have the opportunity to make them both look dumb. Yep. And I'm going to take I'm surprised it. He didn't like whisper it into, well, my door's closed, but like whisper yeah. it into the room. Um, and then omics underscore health, so O M M Y X underscore health, that if. Um, on instagram um but it is like i say i i'm i'm uh definitely not a crossfit games athlete i couldn't be the further like i'm on the opposite end of the seesaw um but having used it it is there are even even just a seven day trial is worth it where like you genuinely do after a day or two start to see trends take being taken into account and like insights given and the insights make sense it's not like it's telling you uh you know hey maybe you should lose some weight <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> you know, it's like actual actionable things of like why don't you add in this many grams of whatever with that meal or you'd do better if your breakfast was you know this breakdown rather than what your current it, it is like it is genuinely um a bit scary how accurate or how like insightful it is but also kind of nice like it is you know like whoop markets itself as as the recovery coach and i think omics is like the like it's like the overseer culture it like mm -hmm. takes all those different things into account and it is uh yes it's it's a pretty cool piece of tech yeah thank you so much i mean that i mean that's exactly it we really are just looking to to oversee the different areas and and combine them because you know as especially we know in this crossing community is that like this stuff isn't siloed you know it's holistic you know how you're sleeping is going to affect your performance is going to affect your mental energy uh what you're eating is going to change how you're feeling how you sleep um, you know, so what we're doing is really trying to help people find those connections between those different data points, uh, and, and then give them some actual insights, just like you said. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, listen, thank you for coming on. It's been great getting to chat mm -hmm. to you and best of luck with the rest and, you know, your, your testing with the athletes and your like continued rollout. It's like, it is, it genuinely is remarkable um and I, I wish you all the best because i think it could be it could be something really useful for people thank you so much yeah it's been great to chat with you and it's great to be here and um yeah i'll help get james back on too <laughs> and i know he's listening <laughs> yeah best of best of luck with that <laughs>